Blog Talk Radio. I'm getting down to the sum of this. The sum of that. The sum of everything. I've been doing this over 50 episodes, no fanfare or anything, almost a year. I'm going to try to bring some fanfare as we get into February, which will mark one year of podcasting. Here I come get some. Hey, this is Chris C., Miami Six Man on Twitter. You can also find me at CGS Here for the show Twitter account. You can email the show, Here at gmail.com. There is a CGS Here. Um, actually, no, there is a Come Get Some webpage on uh, the internet, the interwebs. Come get some.com. You can also go to come get some on Facebook and please like that page. Stop by. So there's a lot of ways to communicate with and to find out about the latest and greatest of come get some. Now, some of you were looking forward to today's show, expecting Heidi Cox talking about, you know, being in an abusive relationship, uh, mental, physical abuse, and, and those subjects and trying to help others. Uh, that's a sensitive topic that uh, she did sit down with me. We did do an interview. Uh, I'm not going to air it today. Uh, we talked about it. We agree we both uh, want this show to be done correctly, so it's not just not going to air today. But we're going to have some early releases today of interviews that have already been completed. So, and when is early release is okay thing? When it's part two of Burt Leahy talking about being uh, a stalker of <laughs> a stalker of uh, of Marty Rathbun uh, as part of the Squirrelbusters, where he thought he was doing a, a documentary. And tomorrow, a week early, on the Friday Extra Scientology edition of this show, I can't talk today, Nora Crest will talk about why you can't be gay in Scientology. More on that. Stay tuned at the end of this show. More on tomorrow's episode with Nora Crest. I have some things to say about that. Uh, if you watch Lair Remini, uh, Scientology, The Aftermath, you saw uh, last week uh, they had John Sweeney, the first reporter of the BBB uh, – Two B's in that. BBC, I swear I haven't been drinking. Uh, BBC Special Report of Scientology. It was done by uh, John Sweeney. It was my first taste of Scientology, finding out what it was about, seeing the cameramen and the, and the detectives and PIs following John Sweeney and the camera crew around. Then uh, they, then came Matt Bunker, Mark, sorry, Mark Bunker from Xenu TV, my very first source being all things Scientology on the internet. And too bad we can't redo live, but I keep stumbling. But anyway, third and not least, Tony Ortega, the encyclopedia of all things Scientology right now, my resource for all factual evidence of anything and and any kind of uh, uh, reasonable uh, speculation, or as I like to call them, the holy trinity of Scientology reporting, all on uh, Larry Remini's Scientology, the aftermath last week. Well, I'm so excited about that. Here's the thing is I don't know how much time I have to say what I want to say at the end, so I've been trying to rush through this intro. So I do apologize for all the missteps and stumbles, but uh, I don't think you guys really care about that because you just want to get to hearing part two of Bert Leahy's uh, interview. Uh, before I start that, Bert reached out to me. Uh, he said he was originally offered uh, $2,000. Uh, that would be – am I saying that right? $2,000, that's right, uh, a week to do the filming for Squirrel Busters. He was paid $900 because he didn't finish doing it. So he just wants to make sure, while Scientology and Scientologists completely avoid uh, not just come get some, but all other media outlets attempting to get any kind of comment or any kind of reasonable, rational 
uh, information in defense of Scientology. Bert Leahy's here trying to not only tell his story, but to tell it coherently and keep it accurate. So, you know, one of these things is not like the other. All right, guys, so here it comes. Uh, for now, part two of Bert Leahy. Stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow with Norcrest. Here it is. Yeah, they, they actually did, Tony did a story about where they do bad-mouthing me, but that's what they do for everybody. I mean, that's just nature of the beast. But, um, but yeah, it's just, like I said, I, I wasn't going to watch Leah's thing at all because, like I said, I just didn't want to go through the emotional roller coaster. But, yeah, she's just got so much momentum. And then they showed my picture, and I'm like, well, looks like I'm in now. You know what I'm saying? And then I actually... I actually contacted, I had talked with Mike Rinder a couple times and stuff like that. And like I said, they have to keep you at arm's length. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they just don't know who you are, who you really are. Yeah. And I just sent him a nice text like a week ago. I was like, hey, Mike, I, I really appreciate what you and Lee are doing. Keep up the good work. And he said, thank you so much, Bert. I appreciate it. Tell all your friends and, and tell all your friends on Twitter. On Twitter. And I'm like, Okay, I guess I'll open up my Twitter account. No, I didn't open it up just because Mike Rinder said, Bert, open up Twitter and be like, I'm going to do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to, and like I said, I'm not going to attack any other critics or anything like that. I mean, it's, right now, it's, we all got to work together and, and go after these guys because that's what they try and do. They try and divide and conquer. Hmm. I mean, if I could just tell me how many friends that I've lost in this whole thing, just because you don't know who to trust, who's a snitch, who's a, who's a troll. I mean, it's, you know, and then like with SPs or us, a lot of those people on there were actually into, are actually ex-Scientologists or independents themselves. And sometimes some people like drama. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. some of them do, but I noticed the last couple of years or whatever that everyone has just really been sticking together and I really haven't seen anyone fighting amongst amongst each other because that's what they wanted to do. They would get trolls in there and get everyone fired up and try and get all kinds of um, information on people. And, you know, And it, I, I have to admit, it is kind of odd every time someone rents a house next to us is like, is that them? And, you know, every time. There's a paranoia to it. Time, yeah, I mean, every time I call Colin Henderson, the phone squeals, squeaks, and breaks up, and and you know what I'm saying? It'd be like, is that them? And, you know, then, trust me, they, they got bigger fish to fry than me right now. I mean, it's actually mm. kind of good that the attention is on someone else right now. But, yeah, they're, they're spread so thin right now. It's just, I don't know. It's just, this is really a really, really good feeling. I mean, just it's really a good feeling. Traction, there's actually stuff happening. You know, I, I, I had someone last night, and I mean, you might have seen me tweet about it last night. Someone tweeted me. I guess he just started watching Leah Remini's show, and he said it was because they noticed me in a hashtag game on the internet. And they're like, you know, if I didn't see your name come up in a hashtag game, I wouldn't have checked this out and known how terrible this is and what's happening out there. So it's it's it means something that people were talking. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, have you ever heard of a Victoria Britain's story about where her son allegedly killed himself, but we know that it's not true, that, that they probably killed him and and it was her son but yeah she's just and like i said my main focus is on the people that lost kids yeah saying i mean that's it i mean she lost her son and i tell you that i'm so inspired by that woman she 
I need to check that out. She dies. Yeah, yeah. Victoria Britton. Um, she is just Kyle was her son, but yeah, she is just another one. And then um, um, John McGee uh, from uh, across the pond there. He's been very, very supportive. I met him at the SP party in New York. Uh, SP party. Uh, yeah, SP party in. Uh, Patty Moyer has an SP party every year in New York. Luckily, we're doing the Suppress the Palooza tour, and we're able to get there. If you look on my YouTube, you'll see We Love You, Tony Ortega. That's when he got an award, but that was the SP party. But, yeah, she'd have all kinds of uh, people at, at the SP party, and that's where I met John McGee and, and all those people. But, um, yeah, those guys over there across the pond Cause think about it. I mean, it, it's a lot smaller over there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the tighter group, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, it's a, it's, it's really great that um, you sent these pictures. I'm gonna add those uh, to. I have like a little stream that goes across. If you've seen it on my podcast, there's a slideshow. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. I'll put all those videos, all those pictures on there rather. Um, I want to talk to you about Marty if you're comfortable. Um, I'm not gonna trash. Sure. I'm not trashing anybody. Um. But you, you're surely aware that Marty has taken a little bit of a of a step back uh, recently, and it's a little yeah, bit yeah. confusing for all of us. Um, do you have any insight on that? I mean, I think you probably don't know Marty really well. I don't know if you think he's a great guy because I get different opinions of him every time I see him on TV. I've never met him personally. Um, do you have any insight on why you think he might be? Uh, just to be more specific, he's speaking out against guys like Tony Ortega, Mike Rinder, and he's speaking out against Leo Remini, and, and basically people, bloggers, podcast, everyone, like, I would probably be included in that, although when he posted that, it was before I started doing this. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Do you have any thoughts on that that you want to share? So, well, well, with because uh, I remember when he said that uh, Tony Ortega would rue the day that he, he fair game. Monique. I mean, I really didn't even, really didn't even know that he was lashing out at, at other people. But the last time I talked to Marty was a text, probably like six months ago. You know, just saying, "Hey, Marty, I don't know why you won't talk to me." He just said, "Bert, just let it go." That's all he said. Bert, just let it go. You know what I'm saying? But I'm a videographer. You know, I'd be like a, a, a news reporter getting taken up by a spaceship and. <laughs> being put down back on earth is he going to report on it okay yeah nothing nothing happened (laughs) yeah yeah but i mean i don't i mean i honestly i mean i i guess i was pretty much shocked when i found out that they had had dropped the lawsuit because i mean i really put my ass on the line i mean when you think about it i mean it's like what am i doing this for i got check stubs i mean i gave a lot a lot of evidence and stuff, but I mean, I, I don't know. I just, you know, I I feel somewhere in the back of my mind that that maybe that they just wanted to stop a lawsuit because maybe they didn't want me to like freak out or do something stupid or something like that, you know? Because I turned out to be not a credible witness. I I think that they come to the realization that they couldn't put me on the stand because. You know what I'm saying? It'd be like, well, what is he gonna, what is he gonna say? You know what I'm saying? Is he mad at Marty? Is he mad at the church? You know what I'm saying? It'd be like, do you think, you think you're responsible for them dropping the case? I don't, I don't know. I mean, kind of, I, kind of, you know, to the side, kind of a side type of reason. One of the reasons. Yeah, well, I, I think to the point where 
I don't think I was a good witness anymore. And what made you a bad witness? You were speaking to at a turn, saying things you're not supposed to talk about during a trial, or what? What, what were you doing? Well, I mean, like, like sometimes I'd post like, uh, like the declaration. I would post that and post just like pictures of the checks and stuff like that and, and stuff. I mean, it's, the stuff's already there. You know, right. everything I posted was was already there, and I, and I guess I really got confused that, you know, uh, Ray Jeffries would say, Bert, don't do any interviews, don't do anything, and then Marty's doing interviews. It'd be like, I don't understand why can he do interviews and, and I can't do interviews, and then when the the um, film clear came, and, you know, they actually used my statement, a uh, videographer said that life was living hell, and I think they used a split second. I don't know if that was a scientologist at war or, or whatever, but one of them, they used my image, and I just remember telling Marty, hey, if this ever, you know, in the very, very beginning, if this ever gets on HBO, you know, don't forget me. And he's like, oh, Bert, this is a badge of honor, and I'll always let you wear that badge and and stuff. And and I don't know. I, I guess we'd have to be in his position because... Well, no one knows what he's thinking in all fairness. No, no one exactly, can be in his exactly. head. Uh, I can tell it's you... Like I can tell you, reading his blog, if I'm reading it properly, I don't know how else you can read it, he's actually preaching disconnection as a, as a positive thing, which I, I guess in certain circumstances I understand it, but just as a rule, I don't. And and he's saying, like, stop talking about it. Like, he told you, just drop it. He's saying, you know, they're bringing people up to a frenzy, uh, just paraphrasing. He's suggesting people like myself and other people are getting riled up, and it's, it's a more like, it, almost like he's saying it's a witch hunt. And, uh, and and I don't really get that too much. Like you're not focusing on the good things Scientology does. I almost feel like he hasn't let go uh, quite fully, and maybe that's part of it. And maybe he just wants to. And I'm all this is all 100% speculation on my part. Uh, maybe he just wants to fade away into the darkness and never have to talk about it again. I, I don't know. Well, I mean, I mean, so is he going to be on this episode with Amy? You know. I don't know anything about any plans with Marty. Uh, nobody seems to know. You know if you read Tony Ortega, uh, what he tweets mm-hmm. and what he blogs, if you listen to Chris Shelton talk, um, nobody knows what's going on with Marty. Nobody knows. And you know what? A good way to find out, you know, I'll invite him here. Marty can come here and clarify if he wants. And if he wants, if he wants to come in here and clarify by bitching everybody out, he's welcome to. Uh, I'll be respectful. I always say anyone who comes on my show, I'll be respectful and, and treat him with decency. But uh, I think people do want to know, and people, you know, should be allowed to know why he has made this turn. And I think some people have just given up and just don't care. But it, I, I find it intriguing. I want to know what changed, because something changed. Well, see, because like I said, because I, I mean, actually, there's, like I said, when I was, after the HBO documentary, um, I do stand-up comedy, and I went to a stage here in Dallas and I did a couple stand-up acts about Scientology. I didn't talk about the lawsuit or anything like that. And I guess that was my way of, oh, Marty, you're going to, you know, screw me out of HBO. Well, I'm going to go over here on the comedy club and do my own little thing. Now I know, I know I only have like 30,000 views, but you <laughs> know, that was my, my, my state of mind and that's where I went wrong. I think I made a little enemy with Marty, a little enemy with Scientology. And I'm like, Oh, I'm really screwed now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To be like, yeah. I'm enemies on, on, on both. And I, I, I'm not, I don't want to use the word enemy, but, you know, it's like, 
you know, like with the the lawsuit, I mean, what what people are gonna say? Did he get a settlement? I mean, that just doesn't make sense. They had them against the wall. I mean, the Texas Supreme Court even took some of my dialogue and said this is a strong case that needs, you know, it's ready to go to the next level. And it's just, you know, they, when I went to go, uh, when I was going to do it for the freedom uh, stuff, I mean, they paid for my, you know, they, they gave me like $600 to get hotel, transportation, and everything. You know what I'm saying? So think of the money that uh, Ray Jeffrey's law firm lost. You know what I'm saying? And I don't Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Was there a backroom settlement? I don't know. I mean, I honestly, there may have, might have been. Might I have honestly been. don't know, but you know. they won't say. <laughs> They're never gonna say that. Um, I do want to say. I want to make sure it's clear because you know I just said a whole mouthful there a little bit ago. I am probably the least credible person to comment on this. I'm commenting just on my opinion alone, and I guess people far more credible than me to speculate. But I would like to get clarification from Marty on that. So yeah, yeah. And, and, and and like I said, it really, it really did, like I said, hurt me. Like I said, when I came forward and, you know, about a year after I came forward, I started hearing, you know, the stuff about Anonymous and Marty. Marty's got blood on his hands. And I started going towards the Anonymous, starting believing them. And, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and it just, you know, it, and then I didn't know who to believe. Then it's like, oh, my gosh, you know, is this guy... Is this guy good? This guy bad? But I guess in in my deepest heart of heart, I I just think if you're gonna take a guy and put him in front of a camera with his blog, you're gonna hold you should hold his hand for life. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that you know what I'm saying I, I wanna be coddled or anything like that, but just you know, just call me like every six months and just say, It's gonna be okay. That's all I need. You feel kinda used? Yeah, I mean, never returning my phone calls, and then, you know what I'm saying, and then, then it's like, oh, bursts of flight now and stuff. And like I said, I, I, I made mistakes, but, and then when, um, you know, when they stopped the lawsuit, you know, I kind of went off on the Facebook again. It's like, see, I told you that's how Marty was. He just, you know, people are like, well, maybe Bert was right, but like I said, I mean, we don't know what's going on. I, I just, you know, I just, I never even got a thank you or a F you. I mean, I, I got nothing. I mean, nothing for putting my butt on the line. And I have to say that, that I did have an objective. I mean, it was to get attention to Narconon. Because if the trial would have started, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. If the trial would have started, it would have been a media Madhouse. It would have been the craziest thing you've seen in your entire life. And somewhere in the back of my mind, it's like, you know, it's like I have an objective, and it's to get justice for those kids. But that was the wrong thing to do. That's a trial. When you say you're going to be a witness, you should only, you know what I'm saying, just do it on the merits of you want to help someone expose someone, not help a different cause. But, you know what I'm saying, that one thing leads to another. And then when the the, the the case was dropped like that, it was just like, oh my gosh, I I I can't believe it. But I don't know. So I I mean, like I said, I just I just was kind of upset that Marty would never really reach out to me. But you know, then again, Hubbard said the best way to control your opposition 
is to be a part of them. Right. You know what I'm saying? So maybe it's like, well, maybe Bert is a spy. Right. Maybe he's a, maybe you're a spy. You know? Yeah, maybe 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 Marty's sort of in in between there a little bit. It's all spe- it's all speculation. It's all speculation. Um, yeah, I, I, I want to ask you. Or did you have something else you wanted to add to that? No, no. Go ahead. That's uh, I, I did want to ask you. You sent a tweet out this morning that I found interesting, and I was wondering if you wanted to elaborate on it. Uh, I, I, maybe it's self-explanatory. It's it was at Scientology. Remember me. I'm just getting started. That's the whole thing of Lebeau kind of created me. I mean, he kind of honed me and told me how to wait for people in bushes and stuff like that. It's like, I'm going to come back and let the world know what your church does with their money type thing. You know what I'm saying? It'd be like, yeah, you know, Leah's getting the most important things out of the way from the top down. And then somewhere along the line, they will get into the scroll busters. And, and I think that will hopefully be some of the final straws of, you know, because really right now, it's really been all disconnection, disconnection, and, and the beatings and stuff like that, which is bad. Don't get me wrong. But now, just like the, the branch of arms in ABLE and Applied Scholastics and Narconon and this whole outreach of Scientology programs, like they really uh, focus in on doctors and attorneys that you want to run a better business and get you all worked up in the program, then come to the little summer and it's Scientology. I mean, they their arms reach into schools, into drug rehabs, into prisons. It, you know what I'm saying? It, yeah. It, it's a beast. I've seen a lot of people um, really pointing out, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably want to run with this at some point on my show. Is there's a lot of fronts, you know, uh, whether it be a Christmas party, whether it be a fundraiser for handicapped children. Uh, it, it all starts with that and ends with a, with a, with a flyer or a brochure uh, for something. Uh, so. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. My neighbor across the street here, um, I talked to him. We had some really, really bad hailstorms in May. And we started talking to a neighbor, and uh, and he, I just found out that he used to be a private investigator in Chicago. And I think it kind of slipped that he said that. You know what I'm saying? Be like, oh really, a private investigator? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it just, gosh, what what they would do. With the, the the private investigators is just I mean I mean it, it, it it's like Scientology is their own country I mean they have their own military they have their own affairs office you know what I'm saying I mean their own ship I mean they just the way that they do things is just so military like and you know and it's you know I just I mean I hope that Leah does a second season and stuff oh really she's a whole the whole Narconon thing. And, and, you know, the reason that Leah's hand isn't getting burnt by the torch is she has the power and the resources to mm-hmm. get, you know, a, a high-profile director to give him a series on, on A&E. I mean, that's good. I mean, Bunker, yeah. Mark Bunker's been trying to work on his documentary for, I think, 11 years now. And when I did my Palooza, I've got hours of footage, hours of footage. I haven't edited anything because I would be crushed. You know what I'm saying? I would literally be crushed if I were to to, to put something out. I mean, 
So what is what is that? Can you tell tell us about the Suppression Palooza? Suppression Palooza was me, Colin Henderson, and David Love. David Love's from Canada. Colin's from Oklahoma, and from Texas. We went on a thirty uh, thirty uh, three thousand mile road trip. You know, all the way to New York, Chicago, St. Louis, and we visited all the boarded up orgs and Nashville and just I mean everywhere from New York to here. And it was called Suppress a Palooza, like Suppress a Person, like a concert, like Lollapalooza. Right. So I said Suppress a Palooza, and I'll, I, I sent you a picture of the vehicle. It yes. Said, what is what is Zenu on top? And on the side we had Suppress a Palooza tour, the Cult of Confusion, and we just interviewed people all over. And, and like I said, I got hours of footage. I was just so paralyzed. I couldn't, I couldn't do what I've been doing for 20 years. It's make a stupid video. Every time I think something's good, another story would happen. Another story would happen. Another story would happen. It's fluid. Like I said, I literally become paralyzed. I I just couldn't function. Like I said, I disconnected from my family. I just, you know, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't edit. I don't know why. Be like, it's just legal stuff. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, I would be crushed. I mean, I know I could put out a little independent, independent thing, and you know, in our industry, you have to earn people's respect. And I think somewhere along the line, I think I got lost. Like the song "I the Tiger," I traded my passion for glory. You know what I'm saying? I I got lost. Right. Right. Didn't use my fundamental artistry of editing. To tell a story, I just would lash out at people and just start fights. And just, if you're not with us, screw you type type thing. And, and like I said, now I've got my head back on my shoulder. I'm learning Adobe After Effects and all kinds of cool graphic stuff. And you know, you put writings on the wall and stuff like that. So I mean, I'm really, really gonna really actually do something. I can finally feel proud about myself and start doing something. But you know, if Lee accomplishes it, because I thought I was going to take Scientology down, that's about the most ignorant thing I think anyone could ever say in their entire life, but that's what I was thinking. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I just, like I said, I got burnt by the... Right. I mean, but you, you haven't stopped carrying it. You're just not carrying it as obsessively, I guess you would say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think that some of us pick it up and stuff like that, but it's, like I said, there's just so many stories coming forward, and it's just so, it's so good that, you know, uh, uh, Jim Little, um, their daughter came, their son came back, you know, after we interviewed them, I mean, and, you know, hopefully, Lori Houston gets her kids back, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it, things are happening, slowly they're happening, but, you know, I think nothing's really going to happen because of tax exemption. Right. With the money. I mean, that's basically how they're going to end. And I don't know. It's it's going to be a, a, a really good day. It astounds me. <laughs> it, a lot of people that just... Go ahead. There you go. You got it, man. Go. <laughs> no, um, I would just... One of the people that I uh, interviewed was saying that Scientology is the only real 
cult that actually targets intellectuals. Yeah. Cults target the weak and the people with no home and stuff like that. But um, um, one guy, Dan Garvin, I interviewed him. He's a very, very intelligent guy. And he says, they told me it would be an engineering approach to happy and healthiness. And it's like, mm, that kind of explains something to me. You know what I'm saying? For those intellectuals, it was a hands-on, you know what I'm saying, hands-on approach to mental health, I guess. And that's what Dan Garvin's got into it for like 29 years, was an engineering approach to being happy and healthy. And I found that very, very creative. And I also, when I interviewed people, I said, what is the main one word that explains what you think of Scientology? And the main word that people use is insidious. Mm. It's, yeah. I mean, I probably got like 40 people, and like 12 of them, that, I mean, the majority, said insidious. And it, it, that's a really, really good yeah. word for them. That is, that is a good word. Well, I'll tell you, man, um, it, it's it's incredible, and, uh, and you've really brought a lot of things to light that I don't think a lot of people realized yet. And uh, it is a time for things to come out and be more common. Uh, like I said before, podcasts like mine, there's other podcasts out there doing it now that weren't doing it before, uh, people right. talking about it on social media. Uh, like, unlike you know the whole thing with John Sweeney in 2005, this isn't going away. And uh, Scientology, once they realize that things can be done, what, what kills me about the tax exemption thing is they continue uh, to use the First Amendment right of religion to defend everything, um, and then of course they use their money to be able to throw that at at the courts. Now, now that actually failed in the Rathburn trial, I think. And um Right, 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 right. On the uh anti slap thing the the judge actually said because no, this is basically a money making corporation. Because anti slap was to prevent um a, a small person from being sued by like like if Walmart wanted to sue me. It right. was the complete opposite of how it was Scientology was this small little defenseless group, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, no, it's it's it, it's actually the complete opposite and when we did our little tour thing um you know because each org we call um, um morgue but each org has to be you know the right size and stuff like that and that's how they get a lot of their tax exemptions and they say they're growing i think they said this on anything actual square footage yes they are actually growing but there's no one there there's I mean, no one there like it's all boarded up and it's just you know it's just no, they got they got some serious real estate. Then if they lose the tax exemption, then they're going to pay taxes on all the buildings and that. Because we actually in St. Louis, we actually drove through Applied Scholastic, and that was not a good idea because we could have been arrested. We could have because that is private property. We didn't realize that until we got past the gate, realized the fine was right. bent over, but it said private property. So we're like, uh, go, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, applied scholastic, yeah, they that is like the little heart and soul of the little outreach program to go after the the um average Joe and um I mean David Miscavige, he just must be going crazy. I mean this oh my gosh. How many views 
Is this show getting? I mean, <laughs> it's amazing. You know, I have a theory. I have a theory. It's a crazy, insane theory, and my listeners can 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 chime in on this when this airs on uh, Twitter or wherever. Uh, uh, to get your thought on this, you've seen these uh, this clown John Alex Wood on on Twitter, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now we know he's a Scientologist. We know he's a very dedicated Scientologist, and he's a defender. I have a theory that even though he exists and he's a real person, that potentially, and this is a crazy wild theory that may be completely wrong, that's really David Miscavige using John Wood's account. Wow, I never thought of that. That's crazy. That is. But you, what's crazy about it is you can actually imagine that happening. I know. Yeah, and, and there's nothing bizarre than this whole thing. And, um, you know, because when he would talk about drug rehab, I, I actually put a graphic together of, you know, I put Stacey Murphy, uh, Hillary Holton, and Gabriel Graves in a picture, then on top it said Google Mark around that. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, okay, where's your answer for that? Right. You know what I'm saying? He had no answer. There's, there's no answers. For that. No, no, yeah, and that was, uh, that was, um, yeah, it's, it, it has been such an emotional roller coaster for me that, you know, like I said, because I actually, you know, chilled out actually really good for like a, a year and a half, but, you know, I think, like I said, it's like, it's like courses are getting full stride and people are jumping on. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we need everyone's story to, get to the average person because I mean some of my friends they would just say shut up I'm tired of hearing about that crap <laughs> yeah I have friends that are telling me now they're going why are you going after these why do you care and you know I, I've explained in past podcasts why I care and it's because I care <laughs> you know there needs to be voices and then some people that are like why on earth would you ever want someone to not go to a rehab you're just denying, yep. denying yourself. It's like, no, 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 that's not it. They don't. They take all your medicine, give you a, a sauna and niacin and and stuff like that. There's a guy in Washington, Radio Paul. He kind of did some, some uh, podcast too. He's him and Colin Henderson have been my go-to people. You know what I'm saying? Where you know they always check up on me, and it's just it, it's just really a good feeling. I mean, there's been a lot of people that check up on on people. Good. You know, when I when I had some financial problem and I came forward, I mean Lori Cubeson and those people, you know uh, John McGee, they they sent me money to help me pay the rent for that That's month. good. And yeah, yeah, and that was incredible. Yeah, let you know, that let know. let that be. Uh, let that not go unnoticed. That people in Scientology. This speaks to that. People in Scientology and around Scientology are not bad people. They're they're mis they're terribly misled, brainwashed people. But beyond that, when these people come back out of Scientology, from what I've witnessed, the people I've spoken to and communicated with, some of the best people I've ever met. Yeah, yeah, and it, and, and it's interesting, and like I said, because Karen Della Carrier, that she is incredible. I mean, she actually uh, helped finance my documentary. She sent me three hundred dollars way back then when I was doing the documentary and this is the first time I've ever told anyone this but Karen knew that I was struggling with drug addiction she actually offered if I could get to California that she would help me out and that I mean she was going to spend her own money to try and help me 
That's incredible. What you want to hear? Those really are the good incredible. stories. Those are the happy stories. That is absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, she, yeah, she is just. And people give her a hard time, you know, some people, but, I mean, my gosh, she's just an, an incredible woman. And like I said, I really don't, it's funny, though, see if you agree with this, why haven't they talked about independent Scientologists? Do you think Leah's like, I don't want to hear anything about independent Scientology at all? Because a lot of people still do that. I don't know. I, I, I don't. I'll give you my thoughts on this real quick. I, I don't think... I don't think independent Scientology is bad. I don't think it's good because it's all it's all bullshit. It's all fake. It's all mm-hmm. bog- it's all based on bogus tech, bogus history, a bogus technique stolen from real psychiatrists and real in real things. So I've always felt, and I think what most people thought about Scientology, and this is why a lot of people weren't looking at it, why they were just looking the other way, is uh, if you want to believe your crazy stuff, leave your crazy stuff. It's harmless. Look, I don't care if Scientology is a lie if it's not hurting anybody, and you want to do it. That's your business. You're, it's sad that you are thinking the things you're thinking under false pretenses, but hey, if it gets you through the day, good for you. But right, official right. Scientology, no. See, I don't think Marty Rathbun's hurting people when he does his private Scientology sessions when he was doing that. You know what I mean? I don't think he's beating people for not <laughs> for not showing up on time for their audit session or something. So um, right, right, right. I just think it's different, and and I don't think there's any reason to uh, to really poke at those people. And you know, you, you can think what you want, and you can try to you know, encourage them that there's better ways and other ways of looking at it. But it's, it's really not going to hurt them if they're not mm-hmm. in that destructive yeah. uh, environment. Only thing is, the only thing is, if there was a negative to it, it is, it still preaches disconnection. So you're still going to self, well, well, I don't know, I don't know if they alter how they follow doctrine when they leave, uh, I don't know how that works, but right, it's right. in the, it's, it's, it's in the writings, it's in over on Hubbard's writings, disconnection is, if you're, if you're, if you're still practicing Scientology, you're still practicing over on Hubbard's word, are you not? Right, right. Well, I think some of the free zoners, I think they kind of wrote their own rules, and and I always That's thought fine. that Marty was, yeah, I always thought that Marty was going to be the leader of the, you know, what I'm saying of, of the, the good one, <laughs> yeah, the Scientology 5.0 or or something like that. But yeah, then it just you know kind of, it just went all crazy, and it's like, you know, I just you know I just don't 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 get it. But anyways, yeah, it just. It's. I just appreciate people like you and everyone else that are actually starting to, you know, because like, because it, it was always Marty Rinder, Rinder, Marty, Marty Rinder, right? You know, it, it's like it's all the the same stories, and I like the way that they're like Chris Shelton. I didn't. I mean, I just thought Chris Shelton was the guy that made videos. I mean, yeah. he was a scientologist. You know what I'm saying? I knew, but I didn't know. Wow. I mean. Gosh, it's amazing that you take extra time now. You got a head on the show. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just have so much respect for all these people now because I would just get tunnel vision and be like, knock on, I'm going to get you to be you know, in my own little world. I never would take the time to listen to other people's stories. And, you know, that's, you know, obviously where people would have an issue with me, you know, virtual gung ho and stuff like that. And I'm surprised that. 
some people haven't contacted you saying, oh, don't talk to Bert. He's crazy. You know what I'm saying? I'm surprised someone has. Yeah, people don't even know I'm here yet. <laughs> people don't even realize I'm here yet. I, I don't think Leia realizes I'm here yet. Or, or I think Mike does know I'm here. But uh, the um, the thing with that is that, um, wow, with the, with the talking and everything, was when you saw Mike Rinder every time, and you saw Tony Ortega every time, and you saw Tim DeVott, Tom DeVott every time, and it was always the same names in rotation. You're going, well, why should I believe these people who admittedly did terrible things while they were science out? Why, why is their story more reliable now than it was then? Why should I trust that this isn't just some kind of bullshit? And maybe David Miscavige's statements that this is all bogus is right, and, and you don't know. And so why why would you get involved? Now there's no doubt. It's like it's like the UFO phenomenon, right? Like you don't you'll you'll believe it when you see it. But there's enough exactly. there's enough evidence exactly. you suspect it, but you'll believe it when you see it. It's like the whole enemy thing, which by the time this airs, I've already done a whole thing before we talked about naming someone their enemy. But uh, I didn't. And just to par- just to, just to recap what I said, because it'll be two episodes ago now when I, when I say this. But uh, the, the I didn't really know what to think when I keep hearing this phrase, "You are my enemy." When you say this, you're the enemy. You are disconnected. You're 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 banished. You're not able to be communicated with you are the enemy and i thought this sounded really weird but there's something familiar about it and i went back and listened to an old interview uh for a few years ago where kirstie alley trashed leah remini and said when you make a blanket statement that scientology is evil which i'm not really sure she did that but kirstie says you make a blanket statement that scientology is evil you are my enemy and she says it very sternly very serious it is really kind of chilling to hear that and it connects those dots and you go, shit, this right, is real. Right. This is this is the mentality. Right, right. I uh, I I also interviewed uh uh Arnie Lerma. I don't know if you know him, but he was no. one of the first persons to actually make an e meter back in the day. Yeah. Arnie Lerma. We interviewed him. It's on my uh YouTube. Thing. I gotta check it yeah, out. Yeah, he was yeah, yeah, he actually made the the, the first e meter and 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 he and and then with uh Oh, Bob, what's that Bob guy's name? That He was like the early pioneer, um, mm. Bob Hilton or something like that, early pioneer of taking their own money to fight Scientology. And it was the whole era with uh, Paulette Cooper where it was dangerous. I mean, it was, they didn't have the Internet. And, you know, if you think about it, that whole thing where, you know, the best way to control the opposition is to be a part of them, that worked. 16, yeah, 16 years ago, because no one had the internet. Yep. Where they could, they can, you know, put signs out that oh, Bert's a bad person and make his life miserable and sue him and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, there's a with the internet and oh, there's there's something that's funny when we went to the uh, we also a different time we went to the Georgia Narconon, which I think is closed now, but um. There was a guy, uh, Lucas Cotton, that was uh, speaking out, and then we we're at this girl's house. I can't say whose house, but uh, Luke was there, and then there's a guy from Anonymous there that was actually did one of the protests, the early, early protests. And it's, if you can find the video online, it's where the, 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 they had said that uh, someone called in a bomb threat, so the police, I mean, we're talking the whole SWAT team with shields and masks beating their their shields as they walk to protect Narconon because they thought, oh, this poor little green has being attacked. Right. And it, was a, it, was a pro, it was a protest. But 
man, I don't think people realize how much anonymous freaked them Scientologists out. Because Luke was the Scientologist then. He said, we all huddled in the corner of the room, just praying to the Thetans or whatever. <laughs> anonymous people. But it was, then it was just weird to have Luke right there, and then one of the people that was actually outside, and then they didn't realize that who was who, and they're like, oh my gosh, Luke. It's like, oh my gosh, you guys really, really freaked us out, and and that whole anonymous thing. Like, I think it, remember when I don't know, I don't know if you know, but Tom Cruise released that tape, and it was supposed to be a tape that was supposed to stay inside. Oh, the turtleneck tape. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, <laughs> David Miscavige tried to stop it because the internet was kind of young then, and then anonymous got involved. They had the, the uh, big protest, but yeah, that 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 was huge. I mean, that was, they, man, that, that freaked Scientology out big time. Because there's an org here in, um, in uh, it's actually Irving, Texas, that uh, once in a while we protest over there. But it's kind of like people. And they used to have a house on Northwest Highway over here. And when we did our documentary, we tracked down the house. Let's just say, when they sell a house, it stays in the family. You know what I'm saying? They just don't know right. it. They keep it in the family. Well, we're shooting video at this Jusbeck mansion looking, and you can see where the old Scientology letters were on there. They took them off. So we're recording. Then three days later, the whole place burns down. So we're thinking, hmm, okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I was there three days earlier. Suspicious, there's all yeah. These, yeah, there's all these construction workers over there, and they were, like, taking stuff out. Like, who takes out air conditioning units? And right. You, I mean, it was just weird to see that they had... It was just weird. I mean, I never reported anything, because at that point, they would think I'm weird, so I don't contact the police anymore when it comes, comes right. to uh, that stuff. But, but anyway, so this has been an excellent, excellent conversation. It is. It really is. And it just... It, when you talk... And like I said, I just wish that if the series progresses that they get into just once again how they can just get their hands into the like third person and yep. party thing where they can just you know like the whole Narconon and applied scholastics I mean it's just so deep and just so like I said insidious of how they get things done and it's just really really awesome that Leah's just like I said if, if my story was a foot bullet she's catastrophic uh, Capitate them. I mean, we're talking legs and arms and everything. I'm with you on that, definitely. Well, well, well Bert, I, I uh, to to wrap up what I do because I, I know we, I've kept you for a really long time here. Uh, you've been so amazing. Uh, I got a lot more out of you than I thought I would. You, you have a lot of information and a lot of useful information that I think my listeners will appreciate. Um, what I want to do, if I can, I, I do with every guest at the end. I end with ten questions, so it's a little bit of goofy, fun thing. It's like think fast and. You know, if you don't like a question, you can pass. Okay, cool. And then, uh, and then we'll just have final thoughts and, and all that good stuff. All right. All right. So, uh, think fast. Ten questions. Number one: True or false? As a camera guy, 360 cams are the future of filming. True. I think so. Uh, number two: Think fast. Name a favorite camera job you've seen. Like, what, what camera work have you seen that just really um, that stood out to you? 
Um, probably the, some of that 360 footage that people are doing with the real three. I got a 360 camera, but the ones that are actually 360 that, you know, you can pan across with your fingers. Right. I watched one video of the floor. <laughs> and I was like, this video sucks. And I realized, oh, my gosh, I'm look up. To use the gyroscope and look around. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's really cool because it gets everything. All right. Uh, number three, what other hobbies and interests do you have? Um, uh, saltwater fish and, uh, and playing drum. Sounds good. Uh, number four, what do you prefer, van, truck, or sports car? Uh, truck. Yeah, kind of hard to tra- transport that camera equipment in a sports car, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> number five. Uh, this might be a little bit tough. Uh, describe Scientology in a word. Ah, there we go. In the Insidious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, we're all thinking alike. <laughs> number six. True or false? Scientologists are the most suppressive people. True or false, huh? Yeah. I'd have to, if, it, if just one, I'd have to say true. Right, because they, in the act of suppressing, they're actually doing the suppressing, I feel. Um, yeah, because they also want to protect their family, too. They're scared to death, you know what I'm saying? There's that, absolutely, absolutely. All right, number seven, uh, seven. what's the strangest thing, other than Marty, that you were asked to film ever? Oh, gosh. Um... I guess it'd be like Girls Gone Wild video. <laughs> you you done a Girls Gone it was, Wild? <laughs> it, was, it was it was it was a fun shoot. Just just let me say that it was fun. All right, we we won't push on that. Um, <laughs> number eight, uh, maybe this actually goes to number seven. What was your favorite thing to film? <laughs> um, well, actually, um, I shot some video for Montel Williams one time. Oh, really? It was about. Yeah, from Montel Williams, it was about a missing girl in Greenville, Texas, and um, it was just weird. They called, you know, you're freelance, and they said, well, be here, be here, and, you know, they don't teach in school how to deal with a grieving family. I thought it was really bizarre. I'm sitting here with this grieving family. I could be a complete jerk, but luckily I'm a family person, but, yeah, filming a family that had lost their their child was pretty eye-opening. It was a big deal. All right. Number nine, what does Bert Leahy believe? Do we have a soul, or are we flesh robots with complicated circuitry? I believe a higher power. Uh, I mean, I believe there's something or some something or something out there yep. that has kept me alive until <laughs> this age, because technically I should not be alive from what the things I have been through. So I, I guess if I believe in a higher power, is that is that good? Yeah, that's perfect. That's yeah, I don't know what God is, but whatever the higher power is, I feel that's yeah, yeah. what God would be. Well, well, I tell my kids, tell your people that uh, you live in a higher power, your dad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Number 10, last but not least, what does Bert Leahy want to be remembered for? Oh, gosh. Um, I guess it's a family guy being married for 30-something years and raising three kids, that's... That's quite a feat these days, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't think there gets to be any better answer than family first. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So any awesome. any final thoughts or, or things you want to say to the public out there? Just uh, keep up the good work. And, and like I said, I had mentioned some of the other names of people you can try and contact because 
they've got some incredible stories too and just let's just keep this train rolling absolutely i'm on board with that absolutely all aboard all right uh bert you've been great thank you so much for doing this and we'll definitely uh uh some way shape or form we'll be keeping in touch awesome and, and if you need any more pictures let me know <laughs> absolutely man if you think of anything let me know because i'm not even sure what to ask for but uh i like what you <laughs> sent me so uh awesome. you all take right. care man and uh we'll, we'll touch base all right, bye. All right, Bert Leahy, he was actually a pretty good guest. We had a really great conversation. It was very natural. He did send more pictures of people uh, who, who passed as a result of uh, their time with Narconon. Uh, interesting thing about, about that is someone just released today an article about their experience going into a Scientology center, taking their personality test and the, um, and the e-meter test. And they were telling uh, people to get off of their drugs uh, before they were able to do their first courses. So and these are like antipsychotics in some cases. So it kind of kind of backs up that idea. So um, if you ever go anywhere and you're trying to find answers to something and someone claims to have all the answers to this and, and tells you, but first, uh, stop taking all those drugs that are keeping you alive and from killing yourself and other people. Uh, tell them to go to hell. Tell them to go screw themselves. Um, uh, Tomorrow is going to be an interesting day. Uh, one week early, you're going to get to hear Nora Crest. Uh, she put out that YouTube video. Look it up if you haven't seen it. Why you can't be gay in Scientology. Um, it's, I think it's important. You know, I'm not gay, uh, but I don't understand, and I don't understand what it's like to be gay. Just like I don't understand what it's like to be a black man in America or be a woman or or anybody else for that matter. But um, I do understand human beings and uh, what she went through. And uh, what others like her go through, and even people who you know who are gay go through in Scientology. This isn't how you treat other human beings. Um, I'm seeing a whole lot of exposure out there, a whole lot of claims from people who are either Scientologists or sympathetic to Scientologists, um, talking about all this hate speech, all these hate crimes, and all this hate that people like myself and others who speak out about Scientology are causing. People on the internet, hey, you're being hateful. Stop putting this hateful stuff. And I look through all the whole tweet chain, everything I see, there's nothing hateful. There's, hey, you're NLI. You might want to talk about or think about doing something about getting out of that because it's not good for you. If that's hateful or saying, hey, you lied about this and I can prove you lied about this, pointing out the lie is not hateful. Just because you don't like what you're hearing doesn't mean – it's wrong or hateful, and that's the kind of thing you get that Leah Remini's getting from Scientology with the whole, uh, the whole thing where she's spreading hate and violence against Scientology. And nothing could be farther from the truth, and, and she'll tell you herself, uh, Leah. You've heard her say, you know, this person or that person is lying because I was lying. So you know they're probably lying. You know Laura Prepon's probably lying. You know her her fans have come out in defense of her. Uh, here's the thing. Nobody here is an anti-Scientologist or anti-Scientology. The machine is the problem, not the people in the machine. Now, the problem is the people in the machine <laughs> are working as cogs in the machine that they've been trained and brainwashed to preach and carry on this unhealthy uh, way of treating other people and acting towards others and this connection. Again, if you have nothing to hide, you talk about it. Nobody wants to talk about it. You know, nothing that's worth anything should be something that you have to keep a secret. It's, it's not a secret 
the cooter club. It's not uh it's not the uh what what is the uh the Knights Templar. It's it's not it's not you know, Freemasons. It's 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 supposed to be it's supposed to be a religion. It's supposed to be a path to higher enlightenment and that's what's preached and told. But it doesn't seem to be what's happening, and people aren't reacting because of Lyra Remini. I mean, she's bringing your attention to it, but people aren't reacting because of anything I say or anything these people say. They're reacting to what they're seeing from Scientology and Scientologists. Keep that in mind. Nothing hateful here. Nothing hateful on that show. Nothing hateful from anybody. Just a lot of people looking to help other people stay out of that situation, not make the same mistakes. And have families come back together because I have a feeling that if Scientology ever stops being and existing the, in the form that we see it today, all these family members who spoke out and gave hate videos, those were hateful. Those were hateful. What happened to Nora Kress was a hate crime. What happened to Paulette Cooper was beyond a hate crime. What's happening with Amy Scobie, what's happened with Amy Scobie, hate crimes. But this is uh, – these people are all going to come back together and say, hey, I'm so sorry. I didn't know what I was thinking because they're all going to have access to everything, and they're going to stop being stuck in the machine, and they're going to all come together. And that's what the whole, the whole thing is about. So, so enough of this hate speech talk, enough of this accusing people of this, that, and the other thing. It's not what it is, no matter what anyone wants to say about it. Um. You'll hear more tomorrow uh, from from Nora Crest. You'll get the whole story. You got the cliff notes. Get the whole story between tomorrow and next Friday right here on Come and Get Some. Until then, stay connected, and uh, that about sums it up. See you tomorrow. I'm getting down to the sum of this. The sum of that. The sum of everything. Come. Yeah.